The people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. And in front is Miss Bullets on the inside, but they're coming now. Crangley, Arian, Amudi Bay surges into it four and five wide. Then came in the middle of runners there was Sir High Harry, who's trying to run on with Destiny's own in the straight. Now Amudi Bay struck the front. The inside, High Harry's kicking back with Miss Bullets, and then Crangley, Arian, 75 to go. Amudi Bay the outside digging in, and Amudi Bay won the Mount Perry Cup by a long neck. High Harry second. Miss Bullets was a gallant third. Then came Crangley, Arian, followed by Destiny. As Jared Wessel said in the call, Moody Bay won the Mount Perry Cup. That was the meeting held on Sunday after they uh, couldn't race on Saturday due to the welcome wet weather. And Moody Bay taking out a leg of the Country Cups qualifier for Adam Sewell and Olivia Cairns. As we welcome you to Bushbeat for another week here on Radio Tab, rounding up all of the country news and lots of news on the Country Cups qualifiers and Country Stampede qualifiers today. Uh, we went to Ingham on the weekend where Tycoon Thunder was successful in the Stampede qualifiers. St George uh, held a leg of each and uh, VJ Day taking out the Stampede qualifier with Pallet, the Cups qualifier. And at the same time, uh, at Mount Perry, the Burner to Beach series continued on and success there for Gaius Julius, for Corinne Mars and David Reynolds. Lot to get, lots to get through on the show today. Not forgetting, of course, the Julia Creek Cup on the weekend going to loud enough for Dan Ballard and Stephen Royce, who each picked up a treble of that uh, program. Lots to get through, helping us out with all, as always, getting through lots of news is Rob Black. Good morning, Rob. Yeah, good morning, Tony. And uh, yes, this uh, Country Cups and Country Stampede, it's certainly heating up with the final leg coming up uh, at Roma on the weekend, particularly for the Country Cups. Also, the Stampede, a heat at Roma and Clermont. And now, of course, Longreach has that Stampede heat uh, with the Blackhall meeting being uh, abandoned uh, last Saturday, Tony. We are racing on this Sunday. So we're down to the final stages and more of that to come during the show this morning. Yeah, we had a, uh, a wet weekend where we did lose a couple of meetings. As I say, welcome wet weather because, as we know, it's a long time between drinks and we never knock the rain. We just knock it sometimes when we miss out on some of the racing. So we lost Emerald on Saturday with the tab program that was scheduled there. And as you said, Blackall missed out on Saturday with a replacement meeting now to be held at Longreach on Sunday. Even some of the other tab programs uh, were victims of the wet weather. Gatton had to move from last Friday to yesterday. And the Warwick meeting that was scheduled for today now moves forward to next Monday. So RQ doing a wonderful job of trying to find replacement dates. It's never easy in a fairly uh, logjam sort of calendar. But as you said, we get down to the uh, the last couple of legs, three legs to go in the uh, Stampede qualifiers and one leg to come. We're a cup day on Saturday for the Country Cups Challenge. And... Congratulations, Longreach Jockey Club and Blackall working together as well, Andrew Watts leading the team and making sure the meeting held on the Sunday, which, Tony, means that the jockeys can be at Clermont and Roma on Saturday and hopefully the nominations will reflect uh, the fact it's on Sunday with strong nominations and I'm sure there'll be plenty of jockeys available as a result. So uh, great cooperation between the Central Western Clubs and a shame for Blackhall, that, um, but it's great also that one of the races uh, will be the Dennis O'Brien Memorial that was going to be run at Blackhall. The Herbert River Jockey Club raced on Saturday at Ingham with a leg of the Country Stampede Qualifier Series. Coming to the home corner, it's new. She's still in front, but she's eyeballed now on the outside quickly by Tycoon Thunder. And the American Genius is off their backs and starting to run home. Tycoon Thunder slipped away halfway down the straight. Trying to pick it up is American Genius. It's news is battling on very well, but it's Tycoon Thunder. He's too good, Tycoon Thunder, but American Genius. It's news battle on very well to get third. Then came Boy. 
area. Tycoon Thunder taking out the country stampede qualifier at Ingham on Saturday. Rob for Frankie Edwards and Ricky Ludwig. And a lot of talk about this uh, Galloper right from the beginning of the year. It has been up and since April the 30th and um, won its first six for Ricky Ludwig and been spoken highly of uh, by none other than uh, Peter Rowe. And we've got Peter on this morning and I know, Peter, you weren't at Ingham on the weekend, but you've got an opinion, as I have, of this Galloper. Could this be the year that a far north Queenslander is going to take the stampede? Welcome to the show this morning. Love to hear your thoughts about the win of Tycoon Thunder. Yeah, good morning, Rob. Morning, Tony. Um, oh, we'd like to win one of the big ones, I suppose. Wouldn't that be great? We've got quality horses up here, and I suppose it's the biggest trip for any horse to get down there. But, you know, Tycoon Thunder's racing the most northern track in, in Queensland, and here, here he is hopefully lining up in the big race. Um, and, and I think he'll be a very live chance. It's interesting in his career so far with uh, Ricky from 13 starts. He's had nine wins in a second and a third. But, Peter, his only two unplaced runs came at Cairns. Now, I don't know whether it was a standard of opposition was slightly different or whether it's track conditions or is it something about Cairns for Tycoon Thunder, but he certainly bounced back with three wins and a second from his last four. Can you put your finger on anything with Tycoon Thunder's couple of unplaced runs? Well, when you look at it, have a look at the horses that won those races, Temple Run, Desert Cowboy, Space Time, they're all, I think, in my opinion, city-class horses. So it's no no bad effort being beaten two lengths by Space Time and two two lengths by Temple Run and Desert Cowboy. So I think it's back in the in the country environment and in the country class, I think he's a standout. And you know what? The way he's racing at the moment, I think if he came back to the tabs and back to Cairns, you'd see a different story Every horse is entitled to a bit of a flat spot, and that was halfway through his prep, and he's yep. back in back in good form. And for that reasoning, I rate him very highly for this. I've been watching him, as you have, right from the word go. You put us on to him as well earlier in the year. But quite interestingly, he's won two heats already, Cooktown and now Herbert River. And uh, technically, Sylvester, who was the winner of the heat at Atherton, still has to uh, qualify if it's going to head that way because it hasn't got the correct number of uh, or insufficient number of country starts. So Tycoon Thunder, technically by running second, if Sylvester doesn't go, means he goes as part of Atherton. And then you're looking at uh, horses like Dream I Can could go as a place getter out of Cooktown, American Genius, um, out of that uh, Ingham run on the weekend. It gets pretty complex, but it's giving a good depth to this field for the final. Absolutely. And that's the hardest part, I suppose, is the waiting game. Um, I know a couple of the horses, more so in the Country Cups um, qualifications, they're in the paddock because the heats were back in September. And, you know, that's probably the end of our carnival time up here. So it, it does make it hard whether you keep your horse going or whether you, you tip it out and miss out on the, the finals. But in the for the life of Tycoon Thunder, as you said, he's been racing since April. Ricky and Carol Ludwig have done a fantastic job to keep him up this long. It's not easy to do. Um, but when you've got a out-and-out sprinter like he is, I suppose they can, they can keep racing and, and keep going like he has. And, yeah, I, I really think he's a live chance. I know we've sent some pretty handy horses down so far. Um, but he just likes to win. Like he, he gets in the dog fight and he's a different horse. And he's been pretty convincing his last couple of runs. And um, I know it's a big step up from an Ingham race last, like his last win at Ingham to, to the finals. But winning form's good form, and he's, he's definitely in that. 
and, and certainly good form in that American genius that finished behind him has uh, come through a campaign that's really continued to build with multiple wins and it's quite possible he could end up in the final being a second place getter there and of course Hit Stu's a very speedy customer over those journeys. Uh, do you have any information on uh, Sylvester? Is it likely to be going or is it still building its five non-TAB runs? And also with the country cups, I noticed Best Hoffer and McElroy are both insufficient in terms of those and he's wow class and star in us so the third place getter salesman and Witterick could end up being a representative if these other runners don't have their five starts i think you'll find sylvester will struggle to qualify he raced again here um, on sunday and runs second in Cairns, but that's a um doesn't qualify him for that um in regards to the cups i can tell you salesman won't be going he's in the paddock like as i said our his last cup was in his fail mm-hmm. back in october so you know, near on, it's hard on the horse to keep him going for this long with no suitable races because he is an out-and-out stayer. And even if he did qualify, I think coming back to the mile probably wouldn't have suited him, so I don't think he'll go. Um, Wittrick, however, I'm not 100% sure. He's another horse that if he, he does go, if Ronnie and Janelle decide to send him, he'll be a very, very competitive horse, especially at the mile. Um, I think when he stretches out, Further, he, he kind kind of tends to struggle a little bit. Except at Gordonvale, he loves the Gordonvale track and runs that 1800 metres exceptionally well. Um, but when you go back to his win at uh, Oak Park in the Shield, he won it by nine lengths over a mile. Um, Rachel Shred rode him an absolute perler. So if he goes, I really think he'll be a competitive horse. Um, I don't think Star Inez or his Wow Class can qualify. Um, so Witchery could be the representative from the far north and. I don't know how it all works jockey-wise or, or licence-wise, but I really hope Rachel Shred gets the opportunity to ride him if, if they do go down. Rachel's outridden her country claim. She's a very competent rider. Just whether or not the powers to be grant her the Metropolitan licence for the for the race. And and with a, such a race series like this, you'd really like to hope that she gets to ride him in the final because she's done all the hard work on him. Yeah, it's always one of the evolving questions as we get near the final, and and I think it's, it's it'll move to that stage uh, down the track, and hopefully so, because if it suits the horse, it's the best way to go, I, I do believe. Um, but if anyone has other questions regarding the Country Cups Challenge and the Stampede and qualification, just ring Cole Truscott at Racing Queensland. He all, he's all over this, Tony and Pete, with keeping us updated with the, the runners that have uh, qualified and who hasn't got their sufficient starts, etc. And uh, Cole will give you a rundown and and explain it very easily to you. But, um, yeah, it, it's getting to the pointed end of it all. And uh, Tycoon Thunder, I think he's going to be as strong chance as you said. And, and that was a good little field against American Genius and hit snooze. But it wasn't the only only winners coming out of the weekend. Uh, can you just check one thing for me? I think we had a trainer there got her first winner on the weekend in Louise Terzi. 100% we did. And um, Lou's done an amazing job. She's... Roy Chalemi's stable four person and been Roy's right hand woman for the last couple of years. She's a very confident horse person, rides a lot of work, rides her own work. Um, and she's done a really good job with Sogni. Come up here and it had formed good enough to win races and it just had a few things here and there not right. And Lou's been very patient. And it back in 45 grade, it did have to carry 59 and a half for a mare, which isn't normally the easiest thing. Um, but she had a cherry ripe and she won quite convincingly. and Another comeback kid, Amanda Thompson's been riding winner after winner since returning, and um, it was great to see her get another winner. And um, now she's a, she's a mum to a little Brooklyn and back riding the races and enjoying what she's doing. So it was yeah, it was a, a good day out for the girls. Is Sogni the only one that Louise has got at the moment under her name? 
Uh, I think she's the only one racing. She does a bit of pre-training and stuff for, for Roy and Tom. And um, But I think from memory and from what I've seen, it's the only one she's got in race work. She did a lot of work with Pamela, who just recently retired. She was a bit of a handful. Um, but Lou had her very nice and relaxed. And um, But I think Sogni's the only one she's got racing at the moment. Okay. Yeah, and at this time of the year, when it comes to finals time, you know that uh, stables like uh, Billy Johnson and uh, Johnny Mansman, those up uh, in the provincial and country circuits, they come into form. And Billy Johnson, um, his stable with Stephen Wilson on board, they bookended the program. Uh, the cutest maiden, not the cutest winning uh, money, though, with Madonna Falls and, of course, side trip in the last. Just take us through those two races, Pete. Yeah, the maiden was um, spread wide open when the favourite was scratched at the barriers. So that was... Uh uh, not a very successful trip for Dad. He only had the one runner in and she was scratched at the gates, but that made the, the race wide open. And um, Mashani Dreamer looked like it was going to break through. It's the most travelled horse in that race. I think it raced at maybe Dooman and the Gold Coast Melbourne Cup week. And here it was lining up in England and it looked home. And Madonna Falls, uh, really patiently ridden by Steve, got there in the last bound to beat Mashani Dreamer. And another newcomer to the north, Bowtie Betty, um, runs third. And another name back in the training ranks, which is fantastic, Daryl Paradise. He's been a a big part of North Queensland racing um, behind the scenes at Cooktown and also as a trainer. And even then his wife, Linda, who's semi-retired now and got a property and Daryl's just doing what he enjoys doing, and that's training horses. And I'll tell you what, his name will be in the winner's circle very, very shortly. He's a very good trainer, Daryl. Um, and then over the, to the last, yeah, side trip, another patient ride by Steve, got there right on the line, um, beat Macedon Flyer, another one of Daryl's from Amanda Thompson and Red Wabbit. I think this is a horse to watch going forward. It had a lot of issues when it came north. Um, had a lot of feet problems. And, and I think Terry McGovern's doing a good job and I think it'll be in the winner's circle very soon. There's one that the race callers love, Red Wabbit. <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting one, that's for sure. It doesn't make, doesn't make life easy, hey, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. And even those ones where you've got to keep looking at the names and think, I, I can see what this really is trying to tell me, but you come up with 15 different versions of it. Yeah. Uh, they're the ones that I really don't enjoy too much. But uh, there was one race that was missing off Racing Australia for quite some time, but it is there now in the results, and it was a strong win for Joel. I can remember this fellow running, Peter, at uh, Emerald on the, uh, on the Bid Awards uh, weekend. It uh, went down narrowly over the 1600 and there it is uh, up at Ingham and gets to win the real saga over the uh, 1600 and the benchmark 60. Yeah and everyone on course watching and on the bit everywhere would have thought that Jenner Edwards had got three phase home again but um, the finish length doesn't lie and Joel got there right on the post gave the second horse six and a half kilos so it was a very good effort to win three phase um, she's an improved horse seems like Jenner's got the gift of the gab with her just lets it roll along and almost got there and Coastal Prince Robert Ricks back in the training ranks also um, a much improved run on its first couple and it would be good to see Rob get back in the winner's circle, he's had a, a long spell and he's got a couple of horses in work with his son Damien so no, it's, it was a good good day's racing, I believe they had a good crowd, Ingham always gets a good crowd to their meetings, only have a couple a year um, but no it was good and then we, we backed it up on Sunday with Cairns and some really good races there as well yeah, I've got to mention Ella Beach out of Cairns, uh, not because of any connection with John Mansman's stable, but this little mare, she's had four from four since joining the stable from Cloncurry now up to Cairns uh, and fights like a tiger in its uh, in its races. Yeah, she does. She's a very... I had a laugh with John, actually, because we said, you're not only is she a pretty horse, she's a fast horse, and that's what you want. And um, that was my first time meeting Talia Fenlon, and she rode one for me on the day, and, and she got a win on Ella Beach, and... I was really impressed with how professional she was. I think the, the Smith team 
in Rocky should be very proud of her. She she presented to the races for the first time, knowing nobody except I suppose a couple of the jockeys and Johnny and Jade. And um, she was very professional, like knew her form. It was a really good, really good first impression for the Northern people. So um, congratulations to her and the team. And and for her to get a win on Ella Beach, you know that rounds out a really good first trip north. So. It was tough. Um, Hard Yaga and Sylvester came at Ella Beach, but she had 10 kilos on them, so I think that was a challenging factor in the end. And, and her little bulldog attitude, she had the ears back. She was the smallest horse in the field, but they weren't getting past her. And on that, uh, my highlight of the day, I know he ran last, but I've never seen Fab's Cowboy race in the flesh, and that was my highlight of the day, just to see him in the tie-ups. You know, they were saddling him up. He's, what, start 146, something like that. And he was, had his chest puffed out. He was a handful to saddle up. He has to go with the lead pony. And I know he ran last, but it was on the grass, and we know he doesn't like that. And it was just a, a highlight. And everybody there was just lined up on the fence when he walked out onto the track to see the old champion. So it was a good day. Uh, no winners for, for our team, but uh, I was really happy with them. And, and Talia rode a new one of mine on second. So it was, yeah. It was a really good day for her and a really good day for, for Cairns Racing on a Sunday. Just before we let you go, Pete, uh, you're talking about pretty horses there. Did I see a pretty horse turn up in some of the social media posts at the Mansman Stable? Is there a paint horse now that's uh, made its way south that you might have had something to do with? Yeah, we did. I, um, Janet Melvin and Billy and myself, we had a little colt by painter's picture um, called Lightning, and I've done all his early work with him and his first prep. Um, but unfortunately, circumstances resulted in us having to sell um, and where else did he go but to the Mandelman farm? So Jade's got herself a pally pony, a grey pony, and now she's got a paint stallion. So I think he'll be a really nice horse. I think he'll make it on the track. Like, he's showed enough early in his prep to suggest that he'll be a nice horse. He's two-year-old now. He's got a bit of growing to do. But, um, hey, Splash of Paint won a race when people said she wouldn't, so I reckon this little fella will be fine in the winner's circle when he meets the track. And on that note, Milky Rocket, the home friend <laughs> yeah. of Palomino, Nearly got the money at 100 to 1 on the weekend. So there's plenty of haters out there that reckon they shouldn't be racing. But I tell you what, there's been plenty of slower horses than the cold ones, that's for sure. Don't don't remind me, Pete. I've been following Milky Rocket and I thought it was on at 4.30. I had the times wrong and $14 placed. I said, yep, there's a roughie gone for the day. And I, I can assure you the new splash one, the paint one, will get plenty of social media coverage with uh, Jade behind the scenes with it. So we look forward to the... And as you said, with Fab's Cowboy and uh, Splash of Paint, they draw people to the fence, they draw people to racing, and uh, great reporting again this morning, mate. Thanks again. No worries, guys. Talk to you soon. Good on you, Pete. Peter Rowe there reporting in with some of the news out of the north and uh, just having a look at the calendar. A little quiet this weekend as far as the north goes. Uh, Sunday, we've got a tab program at Townsville. It's Townsville Amateurs, in fact, with the Cup and the Sprint. Cairns have their next meeting with a uh, tab program coming up on Tuesday the 23rd. Also, a uh, shout-out for the Innisfail Turf Club. They're racing on Saturday the 27th of November. BJ Day split them on the turn. Got about three in front. Back on the inside is Nick the Skip and down the outside the Consiglier and Phoenix runs on. Can VJ Day last? He's still about three in front of the Consiglier and Phoenix, but I think VJ Day is going to be off to Brisbane. VJ Day front leads by about three and a half lengths to the stable weight to Phoenix. Then the Consiglier, Diggity. Back towards the tail of the field. That was the uh, Country Stampede Qualifier at St George on Saturday and VJ Day successful there, Rob, for Gary Gearin and Pat Webster. Yet a two-pronged uh, day there at St George with the Stampede and the Country Cups. And here's another one, VJ Day. I've been following this closely from the word go with the Pat Webster stable and 
It's won from 1,000 to 1,350, and at, th- at 1,000 metres, it's had 12 starts for four wins and four minor placings, this war front. Ten from uh, 38, three wins, two placings, its last five. And what a good time to be winning the heat uh, as we come closer to the final. I'm sure Pat Webster is rubbing his hands together uh, to get this galloper there. And Gary Gearan, of course, rode the lucrative double uh, with this and the Country Cups. But uh, Phoenix second, the Consigliere third, VJ Day. Now, it's a little bit hard to judge with the St George wins because the track seemed to be totally going to the front runners with huge margins. Uh, Palate for Benny Waldron and Gary Gearan, an example of that in the Country Cups qualifier and the St George Cup as well with a 13.5 length win over Little Rodge and Rinviata. This ex-Peter Fleming better than Ready Mare. It's in great form for Benny Waldron and Dodge. And uh, Jordan Gerrans has done a great story on Race Queensland with uh, Benny Waldron's story with this mare. But uh, three wins, two seconds, it's five stable runs and uh, it's in really good form. And it's one over 1,600, so it's going in the right form with that strong win over little Roger and Rin Viata. So they really add another dimension again, uh, coming off a track where the surface obviously played to the leaders as it did all day. Buddy Ollie won by 10 lengths for Wayne Baker and uh, Sarah Campen, uh, defeated Golden Treasure and Leslie James. Johnny Rudd, good to see John with a race-to-race double. Firstly for Craig Smith with I'm No Saint came off a uh, Tarum maiden two starts back, defeated Coalbank Cavalry and Zuma. And Sassanay, uh, Phyllis Kalinowski, this was uh, another 11-plus winner for Johnny Rudd. 11 lengths back to Craig and Hoff and uh, Saragigi. And low-level flying, this one was a lot closer. It came along the rails and got through, defeated four love and more than likely in the Brian Whipple and Ned Underwood Memorial Benchmark 60 over the 1,000. Uh, it had been fourth at Barkey at its last run and at Mitchell prior to that as well. So you've got the far north, you've got uh, Tycoon Thunder adding the dimension and VJ Day comes with a great sprinting record into this final. And Palate, you couldn't ask for a mare in better form, Tony, coming out of that St George meeting as we head to the finals. Yeah, very much so. Uh, for for Palate, it's uh, quite amazing, the, the run of some of these horses. They're just coming into form at the right time when you have a look at where some of these Country Cups Challenge qualifiers have taken them. As we were talking there with Peter Rowe, we started this all back in September uh, with some of the early legs at the the likes of Ewan and uh, Tarum and Longreach and Mount Isa. And we've come all the way through to the uh, last leg of the Country Cups uh, lining up at the Roma Cup on the weekend. And, yeah, Pallet is one of those ones that's in a, a fair amount of form at the moment. And we played the Mount Perry Cup at the beginning, a Moody Bay. Now, Olivia Cairns, well, she's already tasted success, uh, Battle of the Bush, uh, Mason's Chance. And, and Adam Sewell, really pleased to see Adam get a feature winner here on the day at Mount Perry. Uh, he's a tireless working jockey. And this one's won from 1,200 to 1,400, the Starcraft. What I found interesting, he was beaten by almost 18 lengths by Bernie's Tiger at Murrumbah in the Country Cup's heat. So, his, uh, you know, Murrumbah is an interesting track as well in terms of horses handling it and so on. But Bernie's Tiger obviously lapped it up that day and uh, he's got to be a strong chance but a moody bay came back with a strong run over high harry miss bullets and craig Liarian. and of course tony you're the keeper of the burnet to the beach uh, series and gaius julius in that 1400 meters uh, heat there or the benchmark 55 it was defeating modern family for david reynolds and corinne miles and there's a stable in great form david reynolds because the previous race he won with rapid eagle of rib fan winkle and lily bar continuing in winning form over solid asset and uh ducati uh but david uh, has uh, the uh a couple of runners of course aiming 
towards uh, the final as well. And we know he's already tasted success with rather salubrious in the Battle of the Bush, and she's going to line up in the Country Cups, I would think. So that stable is coming into the right form at the right time. Glenn Richardson, a good winner with IPT. Hannah Richardson riding this one, a four-year-old by Shower Hart over Rocket Ryan and Avoca. And interestingly, in the second race, Glenn previously trained Brutus, that's now gone to Patrick Sexton, and uh, two wins in its previous four starts before the change. And Hannah Richardson usually rode Brutus, but Hannah Phillips was on it in the benchmark 55. And Hannah Richardson rode the Brenton Andrew train Trojan Angel into second place in a photo finish. So a bit of a story around that with Metro Tramp into third. But uh, that battle of that uh, beach, Burn It to the Beach series, Tony, adds that dimension with Gaius Julius. And I think maybe in about second place on points. At this stage, yes. Karkatia leading the points tally there for the horse's title at 22 points. Ahead of Gaius Julius on 18. Modern Family also on 18. But we're only four legs into the 11-leg series. We've still got uh, heats coming up in December at the Nango and Esk. Then a bit of a break before we come back in March at Gimby and Monto at Wando on Anzac Day next year and then Burrandown and Bundaberg happening in May. After four legs, Shannon Stephan leads the jockeys tally on 20 points ahead of Damien Boutet and Kelly Gates on 15 apiece. And after four legs for the trainers, Kim Abbott's got a nice breakout in front at the moment on 31 points ahead of Bob Murray and Kristen Roon each on 22. Dave Reynolds on 21 after Gaius Julius was able to win that Mount Perry leg on the weekend. In the straight, it's Modern Family in front. Gaius Julius trying hard, then Karkatia. Gaius Julius, Modern Family the outside. Modern Family, Gaius Julius. Maybe on the inside, Gaius Julius, a half-head to Modern Family. Uh, Karkatia was charging home at the end, gets third. Then came Yulong Sheng. So it'll be interesting, Rob, to uh, follow this series as it rolls along. As I say, it's a long way to go because we're only four legs into an 11-leg series that started back at the beginning of October at Eidsvold. Then we've been to Gain to Cumbia and now Mount Perry. A couple of legs in December, then a break before we come back in March, April and May next year. And I did notice on the social media this morning, the On The Bit Racing, I think, Tony, these tables are up for the trainer, jockey and horse of the Burnet to the Beach. Have, have you been doing something like that so that we keep the tallies right each week? People can check on uh, your scoring? Yes, uh, because they're, <laughs> they're the same tables that I'm working <laughs> off. And, and it's the same with um, everyone was uh, asking you know, who's qualified or what's happening with the Stampede and the Country Cups. And uh, once we worked out where to be able to track it all down, it was great to be able to uh, have those posted on, on the bit as well because, as uh, Pete was saying, uh, Salesman is now off in the paddock and uh, probably won't uh, be representing the North. And uh, I think uh, that, was, uh, that came out as well on social media, on the Facebook page, that uh, uh, Doom's trainer, uh, name slips past me, Rodney... No, coach you're talking about. I was a coach. My coach. apologies. He's in the paddock for four weeks yeah. already. My apologies to the connections of Doom. I was thinking it was one of the ones up that way. There's Doom, uh, Doom's nominated in the Roma Cup and also for Rockhampton on Thursday, and he's a live chance. What I find interesting here, Tony, um, just to divert, you get a heat like Besthofer, Macaroe and Salesman. I've texted Cole Truscott. I haven't got a reply yet, but we'll know by next week, that's for sure. If those best offer and Macaro don't meet the minimum requirements and don't go, then one, I've just got to query what happens with that heat. Do they'll look to the other leg in that area? I would think in the far north. But then the interesting thing 
is that he's well class star in us and the other leg are ineligible with heats but Witterick as we heard Peter say he could be one of them but I'm not sure where they go after that to try and find the second representative of the, the far north but Cole Truscott will know the answers trust me. Mm. No it's uh, wonderful to have a man like Cole on the job and keeping us up to date with all of that and the picture will become a lot clearer, that's for sure, after this weekend before we count down to the final coming up on the 4th of December at Durban. But I have known, or have been told that Wicked Wiki from the northwest will be uh, headed down there. I'm sure he's one of the uh, the stampede uh, winners. Yes, he was out of Mount Isa and, of course, in the northwest at Julia Creek. Well, what more can you say about Dan Ballard and his career? Of course, uh, he's jumped to the front in the Jockeys Premiership now again. Uh, at the moment, he's come up with another treble on the weekend and he jumps to 19 wins with the strike rate of 36.5. Rick McMahon from the northwest on 15. Brooke Richardson, the central west, on 15. And Jason Misson, who's been doing the riding out here on 13. And of course, Stephen Roy's a stable in great form. And of course, with runners in the country cups, definitely with a grand symphony and uh, possibly also with loud enough. But don't hold me to that one. Um, but definitely Grand Symphony is a uh, winner. And I think Capset is a place getter behind Van Winkle could lead to being going. But Stephen, also a treble at uh, Julia Creek and a trifecta. Let's have a look at them. Uh, Stephen started with Jason Hoopert with Wits End, another Whittington getting a win over Liz's Delight and Isis Turbo in the cutest maiden. And of course, taking the cutest money uh, on the day. And then, of course, we go to the other winners for... We'll concentrate on Stephen, firstly, uh, because um, he had the trifecta in the Julia Creek Open Handicap, the Teddy Parry Memorial Julia Creek Open Handicap, over 13.50. Now, he's loud enough. Another strong win. Loves getting up in distances. Carried 34 for Dan Ballard, the nine-year-old by Benicio. Two wins in a second. It's last four. Defeated Capset, the stablemate. Grand Symphony, already a a heat or qualifier winner. So he's got the trifecta in that race. And then he finished the day. Of course, Dan Ballard rode loud enough. And then they had a race-to-race double with Dusky Damsel uh, with Dan on board. Third run for the stable in the money. All three of them defeated Myola Millie for Tanya Parry and the decorator. Dan's other winner came from Mum Denise with Shiv Carney. Three wins, two placings. It's last five. Saw this one win at Caulfield. And it's getting a little pattern going. It gets two in a row as it did at Caulfield after a prior win. And it's done the same, a previous win last start. Now backed up another win over Dunners and Craigley Altona. Uh, and, of course, Tanya Parry, not to be denied with a win. Rick McMahon on board. Rockethead. Here's a tough six-year-old mare by Warhead. One win, four placings, its last five. But in the 12 starts since moving from John Mansman, where it, it's had a long career and it's always been a competitive racehorse, uh, three wins and eight placings in 12 starts in the Northwest. The prize money is creeping up nicely for Rockethead, defeated Gigastar and Pickaboo. Uh, but what more can you say about Dan Ballard and uh, bounces straight back to the top of the uh, Jockeys Premiership? And, of course, Tanya Parry holding a bit of a lead at this point on 21 over Billy Johnson on 18 and Toddy Austin on 17 in the um, Trainers Premiership, Tony. We've got another busy weekend on the way. I'm off to Roma this weekend. Wouldn't miss out on uh, the... Uh, <laughs> you the wouldn't Roma miss that one. No, uh, which also have a uh, leg of the... That is the last leg of the Country Cups uh, Challenge qualifiers, as we are saying. Uh, and Roma also with their 1640 metre open. Uh, we'll have a country stampede qualifier. Also on Saturday, Clermont's uh, Race Club are in action with their country stampede qualifier. Gympie Turf Club are racing for their Christmas Cup meeting. Pentland Cup Day coming up. 
uh, in the Charters Towers region on Saturday. Sunday, as I mentioned, uh, we've got the uh, the Townsville Turf Club Amateurs Program, Townsville Amateur Cup and the Amateur Sprint happening on Sunday with a TAB program. And as we touched on, you're racing there at Longreach on Sunday with the uh, meeting taking over from the Washout of Blackhall last weekend. And that will be the last of the uh, Stampede qualifiers on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, it all comes down to and uh, that last heat and the Battle of the Bush has an interesting history. That way, the last heat winner often, well, twice being the winner of the final, but you can read into too many of these patterns, I think, some days. But uh, we're looking forward to that particular meeting to wrap it up, the extra meeting with black all being washed out, Tony. And uh, if you've got good stories or you want to know anything about uh, particularly the Country Cups or the Stampede, just email me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au. Uh, we'll be back next week. And, of course, a reminder, too, that the tickets are on sale for the Queensland Country Racing Gala Awards, and I do believe there's about 70 of them sold already. Yes, that's coming up uh, very, very quickly. We're already starting to make plans for Christmas, New Year. Well, Saturday, 5th of February, 2022, at the Emerald Town Hall will be the uh, Queensland Country Racing Gala Awards. And, yes, tickets available now. And also want to make mention there to uh, everyone to get their nominations in for the various awards because those noms will be closing off very soon. End of the month, I think, is uh, at this stage where we've got it penciled in for all of those uh, nominations to go in. So have a look at the On The Bit Racing Australia website or the Facebook page. You'll be able to find all of the categories there for the awards, the uh, the various awards through the year, and especially the Hall of Fame awards. We always love seeing some of the news and uh, detail that comes in on the, the Hall of Fame nominees because there's so many people with such great stories right through our country racing that need to be recognised. Yeah, we look forward to that one. And, of course, we'll continue to give updates on those awards in uh, in coming Bushbeat uh, shows. And uh, we'll be back next week, as we love to do, Tony. And good morning to you. Good morning to listeners. Good on you, Rob. Thank you for that. Thank you to Rob Luck and Peter Rowe for joining us on Bushbeat this week. And, folks, uh, we'll be back with you again next Tuesday here on Radio Tab, rounding up all of the country news once again with Bushbeat.